0: and our journey with Proust. And hope you're having a great day. We're going to do a little bit of reading today, but also more of reflections about the whole of Combray. So we just finished reading through all of Combray. So we have 25 new episodes. They're all on patreon.com slash the Book Podcast. So, if you go to Patreon.com/slash The Book Podcast, then we have 25 new episodes where we go through the whole of Combray. It's over 200 pages with reading and commentary and some analysis and, and reflections on the storylines and how both what is happening in Combray and how this fits into the the whole bigger context of the whole "In Search of Lost Time" and also like Proust's work in general. So, um, there are so many things that are happening. In for both the overture, which is kind of we have the whole of overture on on this podcast, but then Combray as the first main part of Swan's Way, the first volume, and you have the people that Marcel is starting to get to know when he's a he's a young boy, uh, like a small boy, young boy. It's a little bit kind of between. Like eight years and twelve years ish, it, it depends a little bit on the specific story, but he's a young person trying to understand the world and people and the social life and culture and the aesthetics and also his own development of of his intellectual kind of capacities or perceptions of the world, but also the aesthetic ones and and especially kind of reflecting on this gradual, nuanced little refined growth of understanding more of the world uh, and with maybe one of the biggest themes is that he's gradually understanding the difference between what he sees as a young person and how things really are and the difference between kind of this social theater that he's seeing which is reflecting in many ways a little bit of his world of this aristocracy or upper middle class of French uh, the French-Parisian life while they're in Cambrai as a little holiday place. But that is uh, something that he is gradually seeing through, especially when he has all these moments of observing people when they think they're alone. And then he sees that that is a different, um, a, a different insight, a different view into how people really are. So that is a big theme. And then... Also, his appreciation of arts and the he talks about also some Renaissance art with Giotto that he's kind of suddenly understanding more like the allegories, he's starting to see through the art and kind of what lies underneath it, or beneath it, or beyond it, like that from which the art comes from. And then he can see, he sees that reflected in other things. For example, some sort of beauty that he sees in art, but then he can also see it in people, but also like a symbolic form of beauty. And then he has uh, very memorable figures like his, his uh, friend from childhood, Bloch, who is a very pretentious <laughs> intellectual who goes on at length uh, just with these words, <laughs> big word salads. Uh, and he's being made fun of by also Marcel's grandfather. And you have a barcotte who is... Uh, he is a mixture of a, of a writer and um, also Henry Bergson as a philosopher in Proust's time. So he is representing both something that the young Marcel is looking up to, but also this combination of literature and philosophy, which is what Proust tried to do with his writing. So uh, this is one of the choices that Proust made uh, early in his, his writing career that he wanted to express philosophy through the genre of literature because he thought that gave it... He could express more of what he wanted through literature than through writing like more like analytical prose about philosophy. So he's then putting got into the story as his inspiration and kind of his aspiration as well. And um, there are many other things there with... Uh, so you have everything with the Monsieur Le Grandin, with Aunt Leonie. You have also uh, the musician Van Teuil and his daughter. And then more and more towards the end of Combray, you have the young boy's fascination for books and reading and his, his love of the fictional world. And then also his own first few ideas about writing in itself and his, his, um, his emerging dreams about writing and then he has huge doubts. But then eventually he gets closer to, to thinking more about what he might write about. He wants to find a calling for his writing. And uh, we're gonna read read here now shortly. Like he's putting one fragment in Combre towards the end of Combré, a fragment of of the writing. So the narrator in the story is telling, like I have a fragment from my younger days, and this is very likely uh, Proust's own early writings because you can see the, um, you, you can see kind of the, the little buds of and little uh, hints and feelings and moments that is kind of, you can see that this is Proust type of writing, but it's in a very young and and not fully matured form yet, but it's kind of, it's, it's going to come out of it. So that's a, uh, it's a very nice touch with Combray because that is in some ways kind of paralleling the whole of the work of the In Search of Lost Time because in the end, in the seventh volume, he does kind of catch up. The whole story, is, the narrator is an adult person kind of drifting, kind of half dreaming, half awake into his childhood memories. Then you get the whole story and at the end you get this, these final moments where he finds his true calling and becomes a writer. So when he talks about this in Combray, it's a little miniature model of the larger canvas and story as it will unfold through all of the 4,000 pages. So um, uh, just one more thing before we read this excerpt is that the nature of memory is also in some ways kind of this little connection between the the adult person who is the narrator in the book and his memories and his experience of of the world as a younger person. When he steps out of it and starts reflecting on the nature of the story he is telling because it is taken from memory and then what he remembers, how he remembers it, how memory is shaping and reshaping our own uh, perception of things that happened a long time ago and then it also drifts into reflections on time in itself and what is uh, timeless and eternal and what is changing and and m- much deep philosophy <laughs> about these these topics which is one of the greatest things about In Search of Lost Time in itself so with that we're going to read this excerpt from the fragment that he is uh, writing when he is younger so there's he's taken very much by a, like there's an afternoon and there is like the landscape and he's, he's just this, he's uh, how he's perceiving the world is making this profound and deep impression on him, which makes him want to write and express it. So uh, he says that, um, the word, uh, like he says, it's in the form of words which gave me pleasure that appeared to me. He, uh, I borrowed. A pencil and some paper from the doctor, and composed, in spite of the jolting of the carriage, so sitting in a carriage, to appease my conscience and to satisfy my enthusiasm, the following little fragment, which I have since discovered and now reproduce with only a slight revision here and there. And now starts the the fragment Alone, rising from the level of the plain, and seemingly lost in the expanse of open country. Climbed to the sky the twin steeples of Martinville. Presently we saw three springing into position, confronting them by a daring vault. A third, a dilatory steeple, that of Viievic, was come to join them. The minutes passed, we were moving rapidly, and yet the three steeples were always a long way ahead of us like three birds perched upon the plain, motionless and conspicuous, in the sunlight. Then the steeple of vieux Vic withdrew, took its proper distance, and the steeples of Martaville remained alone, gilded by the light of the setting sun, which, even at a distance, I could see playing and smiling upon the sloped sides. We had been so long in approaching them that I was thinking of the time that must still elapse before we could reach them when, of a sudden, the carriage, having turned a corner, set us down at their feet. And they had flung themselves so abruptly in our path that we had barely time to stop before being dashed against the porch of the church. So this is the first part of the fragment, and then we see the, the whole kind of inner world of Marcel and this Proust feeling that he's building up through detailed description and this play with, with kind of his imagination, his perception, and, and this slowly moving action, and then also his discovery while he's doing this. So he says then, after the fragment, he says, I never thought again of this page, but at the moment when, on my corner of the box seat, where the doctor's coachman was in the habit of placing in a hamper the fowls which he had bought at Martinville Market, I had finished writing it, I found such a sense of happiness, felt that it had so entirely relieved my mind of the obsession of the steeples and of the mystery which they concealed that as though i myself were a hen and had just laid an egg i began to sing at the top of my voice and this is one of the super beautiful early moments where he finds his his <laughs> voice as a writer and um, also the joy of writing and just expressing his experience perception and and also like emotional experience of the world and then how it is a joy for him to write it. So you can see then how this leads to the adult person of Marcel Proust, who then writes 4,000 pages about his whole life story to express some of this. Okay, so that's going to be all for this episode. So again, we have now 25 new episodes with reading. Oh, this like 20-minute episodes, usually 20-25 minutes per each. And then you can find all of them at patreon.com slash thebookpodcast. And... Um, I just also want to say thank you so much and thank you to the patrons we already have who've been giving us kind of a, uh, a support and a motivation and a, a, a companionship with, with going through the whole of Combray. And also wish uh, like a big thank you to everyone who's listening to this podcast and I just want to wish you very welcome to come and <laughs> listen to the rest of it. And with that, hope you're still having a great day and thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode.